Welcome to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is an honor and privilege that you have taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey that we call life. For those that are joining us for the very first time, let me just say welcome. This show is about discussing various topics that we as the church body do not talk about on Sunday at Bible study or shut down from talking about it altogether because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what we think, feel, or believe, can discuss a subject here without judgment and not made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid on This Is The Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. In our last episode, let me bring all of those up to speed in case you haven't got through the three previous episodes. We have a conversation about how the one world government will be in the end times, how the Antichrist will use technology as his or her vehicle to be omnipresent, but we'll have instituted a one world government and one religion. We discuss what the beast in Daniel 7 and Revelations 13 represented as far as countries involved in the one world government. Remember the lion is England. The wings on the lion is the United States of America. The bear we found out is Russia. And the fourth, the four headed leopard with wings is Germany and its empire. Its wings are France. We also talked about how the fourth beast is the Antichrist ruling one world government with its iron teeth and the Holy Roman Empire will aid the Antichrist. We will go more into that later in this final episode of four of End Times, How Will It Look? We also talked about how the Antichrist is not our current president and he wouldn't even be close to what the Antichrist would be. The Antichrist would be European or come out of the United Nations. He will, he or she will be charismatic, magnetic. And don't be surprised if it's a woman. Yes, you've heard me say he or she. Did I just mess up somebody's thinking or theology? Yes, I said it's possibly could be a woman. A woman by divine nature has the gift of influence. It is possible for a woman to be possessed by Satan himself, and he has access to the gifts God has divinely given her. Oh, this is going to get interesting today, ladies and gentlemen. We also said the Antichrist will come out of nowhere, and we compared him to the 44th president of the United States, Barack Obama, how he was elected. And no matter what culture, sex, or religion, most people love and like Barack Obama. Today, we will have a conversation about the four horsemen of the apocalypse, as they are referred to, and what part the coronavirus is playing right now in the end times. Many of you have also requested for us to talk about on this one, the timeline of the last seven years. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot to get into. We have lots to discuss. But before we take off, make sure your seat and tray tables are in the upright position. And if you're with somebody right now listening to this, Look at them right now and say, you ready? 
And then you look back at the other person and say, you ready? Well, I'm ready. Then let's go. Today, we will go over a few verses from Revelation 6, 1 through 2, then 3 and 4, 5, and skip down to 7 through 9. Instead of reading the whole thing first, we will take it piece by piece. When you start in verse 1 of chapter 6, it gives you three other colored horses. These horses have been commonly known as the four horsemen of the apocalypse. These different color horses, now watch this, did you know, represent four spirits that will be unleashed upon the earth before Christ's return. Now let me make a distinction, a very clear distinction here. Because some people, some of you have been in church all your life. Some others are just listening to the first time. Some of you have never been exposed to church. Some of you have never read Revelations before. So let me make this distinction between the white horse we are about to discuss in Revelations 6 and 2 and the white horse in Revelations 19, 11 through 13, the one Christ will appear on. The white horse in the four horsemen in Revelation 6 and 2 is not the white horse Christ will appear on in Revelation 19, 11 through 13. This is a, a common mixture or a mistake or an error a lot of people make. The four horsemen of the apocalypse will be unleashed by the Lamb of God upon the earth before his return. The white horse released as one of the four horsemen represents war and conqueror not Christ, as some confuse the two. Don't take my word for it. You know me. Hey, don't take my word for it. Let's look at this thing together. Remember, we on this flight. We in the plane together. My, my seat and tray table is on the upright position just like yours. So we're going to go on this ride together. When we read in scriptures, especially about prophecy, they are usually read as it will happen at the same time. Not taking into account that a span of time will occur. We're going to read from Revelation 6 uh, and 2 right now. And then I saw as the Lamb, Christ, come on, there he is right there. So it's God right there that's releasing. It's Christ himself releasing this. Broke out of the seven seals of the scroll initiating the judgments. And I heard one of the four living creatures call out as with a voice of thunder, come. I looked and behold, a white horse of victory whose rider carried a bow and a crown of victory was given to him and he rode forth conquering and to conquer. Now, let's do the contrast with Revelations 19 because I want to make a point here before we get into the white horse of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. In Revelations 19, this is Christ's horse. 19, 11 through 13, all these scriptures I'm using today. I'm reading from the Amplified Version if you don't have that version. So if you're following in the King James or the New King James or the Message Bible or the New Living Translation, it's going to say a different variation. But I'm reading from the Amplified. Now, Revelations 19, 11 through 13 says, Now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true and in righteousness. See, there you go right there. The white horse Jesus comes in is not a horse that has come to conquer, but he is coming in his faithfulness and in truth right here and in righteousness. It also said he judges and makes war. His eyes were like flame of fire and his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. 
He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. See, that's Jesus when he comes back to Armageddon, which we'll get back in later in this episode. Now let's get back to this white horse of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The white horse represents a spirit and a way of thinking that will be global. The white horse represents Catholicism. Did you know or have you noticed what color does the Pope wear all the time? Whether it's his clothes, the Pope mobile, this mobile, that mobile, the Pope is always in white. Well, ladies and gentlemen, before my Catholic brothers and sisters get all upset with me right now, I'm only giving you a different perspective. This is not in any way demeaning or disrespecting the office of the Pope. Remember, in episode three, we talked about the beast in Daniel and in Revelations. Remember also how Daniel 7's beast had now merged into a one world government in Revelations 13's beast. We also said that the beast with the iron teeth and 10 horns will be ruled by one main horn called the Antichrist. Also, we say how Satan is not saying there is no God, but that Satan himself is trying to convince people he's equal to God. Well, we know Satan is a biter. He's a hater. So just like God always had a prophet that spoke his word, Satan will have the same thing called the false prophet. Now, follow me closely. Listen to me now. The false prophet will be a figure with global religious reach. We said the Antichrist will come out of European Union that may be connected to the United Nations just as we are speaking right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, whoever is the Pope at the time of the Antichrist revealing himself will most likely be the Antichrist false prophet. Catholicism and the Vatican carry much influence around the globe, especially in European countries. The Holy Roman Empire is part of the beast spoken about in Revelations. It will be even bigger global power during the last days. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, let's go a little bit deeper. Let's talk about the second seal, which is war, which is also the red horse. And I'll read from Revelation 6 and 3 from the Amplified Version again. It says, when the Lamb, there's Jesus again, releasing, breaking the seal, I heard the second living creature call out, come. And another, a fiery red horse of bloodshed came out and its rider was empowered to take peace from the earth. See, that's why God is, Jesus is releasing this right now. Now he's released something to take away from the peace of earth so that men would slaughter one another and had and a great sword of war and violent death was given to him. Ladies and gentlemen, this red horse, this spirit that has been released is called communism. Oh boy, somebody just got upset right there. Remember I said earlier, these are spirits unleashed upon the earth. What belief system is represented by the color red? communism. Have you looked at China or Russia's flag lately? Communism has gained traction. You can look this up for yourself. Communism has gained traction since 1848 when Karl Marx released the infamous Communist Manifesto. Remember I said earlier, scripture is really read like it will happen at the same time instead of a space between. 
This second seal that has been open for has been open for a while. Now look where communism is now from 1848 until now. Remember, we talked about in episode one, there have been 12 wars globally just since 2001. Someone may be asking, well, Pastor Wade, how is China and Russia related to all of this? I'm glad you asked. And you know what? I'm going to tell you. Revelation 9 talks about after the sixth trumpet sounds, a third of mankind will be killed through war. Anyone, can anyone say World War III? Now let's look at what countries could possibly field an army of 200 million to wipe out a third of mankind. And ladies and gentlemen, sidebar, some people believe that we're on the verge or we're already at World War III and we just don't know it yet. Did you know, ladies and gentlemen, in April of 2018, eight member nations of Russia, China, India, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Pakistan, Tajikistan, and Uzbekistan pledged to enhance cooperation between their defense departments and armed forces. Also, they agreed to joint military exercises in Russia. Did you know the combined population of these nations comes to about 3.2 billion people? That's over half of the global population. These war exercises by militaries representing vast numbers will mark the historic event. The meeting also marked the first time India and Pakistan has participated as full members. Both became full members a few years ago, adding their large populations and nuclear armed militaries to the bloc. Yet, understand this, ladies and gentlemen, China and Russia are still the driving superpowers. So ladies and gentlemen, it's no secret of the conflict between the USA and versus Russia or the USA versus China, just as we speak right now. Under the communism flag, the red horse in Revelation, we can all see that when World War III takes place, that the army of at least 200 million soldiers will come from communistic countries. Did you know? You know I love did you know. 2.3 billion human beings will have died when this happens, and then this is what's going to happen. There's gonna be a global outcry uh, to prevent war uh, from ever happening again. Then you know what else is gonna happen? The international community will start adopting a world governing entity to eliminate the possibility of global war ever taking place again. Remember I said, when crisis happens, what happens is people are gonna start asking for it. So we're gonna be asking them for a one world government after this world war. The nations of the world will surrender their sovereignty to the new world government so that it can eliminate war completely. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, we have said a mouthful right there. You know what? Let's get your thoughts. Do you think this is all coincidence? Do you think, hey, Pastor Wade is just off his rocker right now? You know what? I want to hear from you. Does this have any relevance to end times? You can answer this question or give thoughts in my comment section on This Is The Day Facebook page, or post your answers on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade, that's W-A-I-D, and make sure you put hashtag This Is The Day. Remember also to post any subject titles you would like discussed on This Is The Day Facebook page. 
ladies and gentlemen, let's go even deeper. Some of y'all, y'all like, y'all just want to be deep. Well, I'm a, we going deep right now. Let's talk about this third seal. The third seal or the third horseman is famine. Now we're going to read from Revelation 6 and 5. And it says, when the lamb, here goes the lamb again, broke open the third seal. I heard the third living creature call out, come. I looked and behold, a black horse of famine. And the rider had in his hand a pair of scales, a balance. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me closely. The black horse is capitalism. Ah, yes, that spirit of capitalism has been unleashed for a while now. It's no accident the spirit is carrying the scale. Uh, it's capitalistic. It's a commerce. It's checks and balances. Why do you think every business, uh, every company wants to operate from the black? I'm not even going to get started on our Federal Reserve and what's going on behind the scenes. That is a whole nother series we will have in our Wizard of Oz series, the secret societies behind the curtain. The third seal of capitalism, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me now, has been open for a while. It really gained traction after 9-11. We have had two recessions since 2001. We are on the verge of economic collapse and super hyper depression as we speak. The Federal Reserve prints money and it's not worth the paper that it's printed on. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go a little bit deeper than that. Let's talk about this fourth seal. Let's talk about this fourth horse, which is death. This is from the Amplified Version, Revelation 6, 7 through 9. And it says, when the lamb, there he is again, opening the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature call out, come. So I looked and behold, an ashen, a pale greenish horse, like a corpse representing death and pestilence. And its writer's name was Death and Hades, the realm of the dead, was following with him. They were even given power, authority over a fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with famine and with plague, pestilence and disease by the wild beast of the earth. Now here we are at the fourth horseman and the seal, the pale greenish horse that represents death and pestilence. These four horsemen, are related to the seven seals. Many theologians believe that the first four seals are the four horsemen. I am one of them that subscribe to that belief and that revelation. Remember in episode one, we stated there has been a minimum of 60 outbreaks of different pestilences since 2001. The coronavirus is no different. Let's talk about that word pale which comes from a word called chloros, like where we get the word chlorophyll, what, what also makes the, the plants green. That word pale means yellowish green, a light green of a plant or the paleness of a sick person. Ah, in contrast to a healthy person. Put bluntly, ladies and gentlemen, the horse is the color of death. Let me, let's get this straight right here. This is important. Listen to me now. The seals have a cumulative effect for false religion that causes instability with relationships leading to war. This is another thing it does. Famine follows war. And when malnourishment occurs and social systems break down, human beings are more susceptible to disease. 
These seals depict the ferocity of problems unleashed on the world in the lead up to the day of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me again very carefully. Some of the recent disease fears, like SARS, remember that? Severe acute respiratory syndrome, which killed hundreds and panicked thousands and more. Or what about AIDS, uh, acquired deficiency, uh, acquired immune deficiency syndrome, can kill tens of millions. Even today is still decimating the populations of some countries. And then today, the coronavirus. I find it interesting that with just those three, those are all respiratory uh, afflictions that affects your breathing. Tomorrow, it could be another, even greater plague to sweep across the landscape, leaving death and destruction in its way. Ladies and gentlemen, these seals dramatically depicted by the four horsemen show the effect of false religion, war, famine, and plague among the earth's population in the days leading up to the return of Christ. Remember we said there are at least 10 major countries that are referred to as severe famine countries. Ladies and gentlemen, we just said, oh my goodness, that's a whole year's full of information right there. I need your thoughts. Do you think this is coincidence? Do you think, hey, these horsemen aren't real, they're a myth? What are your thoughts? You can answer this question or give your thoughts on my comment section on This Is The Day Facebook page or post your answers on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade, that's W-A-I-D. And make sure you put hashtag, this is the day. Remember also to post any subject title you'd like to discuss on This Is The Day Facebook page. And I just want to thank everybody that have put their comments in and gave their thoughts and also have told other people how much they're enjoying the information and, and hashtag, this is the day. I love and appreciate you all. Now, Ladies and gentlemen, let's have a conversation about the seven-year timeline. We may not know the day or the hour, but what we do know is what to look for. Let's talk about the first thing we should look for right now. In this era, we should be looking for the Middle East peace agreement that marks the beginning. Let me tell you about this Middle East peace agreement. Remember, we talked about in Daniel 9, 27. Prophecies that the Antichrist will confirm a covenant with many for the final seven-year period. This agreement will be a confirmation of God's covenant with Abraham that Israel would always have a homeland in the promised land. Also, this fulfillment of prophecy will be the signing of a peace agreement between Israel and the Palestinians. The prophesied agreement must do three things. Listen to me carefully now. You need to write this down. One, it needs to establish a Palestinian state in Judea, which is the West Bank. Two, allow the Jewish settlers presently living in Judea to remain in their homes, living as Jewish minority in the new Palestinian state. And three, place the Temple Mount under international supervised sharing arrangement, allowing both Jews and Muslims to worship there. Oh, good God Almighty. When you see this prophecy, peace agreement, or prophesied peace agreement fulfilled, know assuredly that the final seven years of the battle of the Armageddon and the second coming of Christ has begun. The next thing you should look for, this is when the sixth trumpet sounds. At this juncture, what'll happen 
You got to note that a war is coming that will uh, that will emanate from the Middle East region and result in the killing of one third of the world's population. This war is called the Sixth Trumpet War because it will occur at the sounding of the Sixth Trumpet, as mentioned earlier in Revelations 9. The next thing after this war is announced, as it begins to unfold before our eyes, Next thing is the first three and a half years of the seven years, remember we talked about. When the final seven years begins, in Revelations 11, 1 and 2, states that the Temple Mount in Jerusalem will be placed under a sharing agreement between Jews and Muslims. The Jewish people will be allowed to build their temple on the Temple Mount. When the temple is completed, listen to me now. When that temple is completed, animal sacrifices will resume, just like in the days of Daniel, just as was done in the Old Testament. They will begin to offer sacrifices, animal sacrifices in the temple that will quickly escalate into a world crisis. Animal rights activists will demand that the Antichrist stop the slaughter of animals. They will dispute this over the animal sacrifice and will quickly lead to an event the Bible calls the abomination of desolation. I find it interesting. This also shows right here how we as human beings, there are a lot of people that value animals and pets more than they do human beings. Oh, that's a whole nother subject right now. We'll get into that subject a whole lot of later. But let's talk about this abomination, abomination of desolation. The next thing is the abomination of desolation at the midpoint. Once we reach the middle of the final seven-year period. Now, we may be raptured up then. Some believe we'll be raptured up before the seven years. Others say we'll be raptured up in the middle of the three and a half years, in the middle of the seven years. I'm one of those that believe it will be in the middle of the three of the seven years after that three and a half year period. Now, why do I say that? Somebody said, well, why do you say that, Pastor Wade? I'll tell you why I said that. Because in Revelations, it's very clear. It said, they overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimonies. So that phrase right there in, in Scripture implies that there is a challenge. There must be something that we are all going to have to overcome. Even the Bible is very clear that the very elect will be led astray during these times. That's why I say we're, the rapture, when we're caught up with Christ, is going to happen somewhere within that seven years, probably after the three and a half year period. But again, no man knows the hour, time or day. God can choose to come back right now. And we wouldn't know. I'm just giving you what I look at the scripture and what it's telling me. Let's move forward. Let's, let's go further. It appears that stopping the sacrifices at the abomination of desolation will occur at the same time. Apparently, the Antichrist will explain that sacrifices are no longer needed because he is the Messiah and God. Stop right there. Stop the music. Hold up. Wait a minute. This is another thing we should be looking for. When we see somebody saying, hey, I'm the Messiah, I am God, that's a problem. Now, I know we didn't have a lot of people that do that over the course of history. But when you see it, 
in Israel and somebody is claiming that they are the Messiah in God, go the other way. Do not even go there. Do not even think about it. It is truly false. It should also be mentioned that whoever is Pope again at the time of the abomination of desolation will assume his role as the false prophet. He will be the leader of the world religious system and will perform miracles before the people of the world. Through these miracles, he will influence the world to pledge its allegiance to the Antichrist. Now let's go to the next point on after that, the great tribulation begins. Now, what's the great tribulation? This is where simultaneously with the abomination of desolation, there will be a war in heaven. You'll find that in Daniel 12 and 1 and Revelations 12, 7 through 10. Michael and his angels defeat Satan and his angels, confining them to earth. Revelation 12, 12 says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. This is the beginning of the three and a half years of tribulation when Satan will persecute Israel and true church of Jesus, the Christ. This is the same tribulation period that Jesus spoke about in Matthew 24, 15 through 21. Ladies and gentlemen, once the abomination of desolation occurs, Jesus warned the Jews living in Judea on that West Bank to flee into the mountains, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor ever shall be. And in the middle of all this chaos, God will send two witnesses. You'll find that in Revelations 11 and 3 to begin their ministries. And they will do this for three and a half years. Now, here's the thing about these two witnesses. There'll be prophets. This is a free one for everybody. This is a there, you know, Jesus died and was raised from the dead, so he was resurrected. One thing one about, about God is uh, he's very consistent. There are two prophets that have not tasted death in the way we know it. The first prophet would be Enoch. He walked with God 365 years. The second prophet is Elijah that was taken up in a whirlwind. These two prophets have not tasted death in the physical sense as we know it. God is so consistent that these two prophets, some believe it may be Moses. I disagree with that. It's your opinion, and that's fine. Yes, Moses was at the transfiguration, and that's great. That was beautiful. But Moses already tasted death, and he never got to go into Canaan. These two prophets right here, had a special place with God. They walked with God in such a way that God did not allow them to taste death. Why? Because of this moment right here. They will be the two prophets, the two witnesses in the streets preaching God's word against the Antichrist. Let's move on. During these last three and a half years, many events will occur, setting the stage for the battle of Armageddon and the second coming of Christ. It is at this time, ladies and gentlemen, that the Antichrist and the false prophet will fully implement the economic system. And this is the thing that we've all been waiting for, that dreaded mark of the beast. Economic control will be used to force citizens of the world to comply 
with the dictates of one world government and one world religion. The plan will be to give everyone on earth his own unique identification number that will be necessary to function in society. I'm sorry, Bill Gates. Oh, I'm sorry that slipped out, ladies and gentlemen. If any individual does not submit, obey, and pledge allegiance to the Antichrist and his supreme authority, that person's number will be invalidated. He or she will not be permitted to hold a job or participate in the global economy. Ladies and gentlemen, now while all of that is going on, remember we talked about those two prophets, those witnesses? They will be prophesying and performing miracles and smiting the earth with plagues during this time. At the end of their ministries, the Antichrist and his governing body, his system, will kill them. So God will allow this. Their bodies will lie in the streets of Jerusalem for three and a half days. Don't, don't say, wait, are you making this up? You need to look this up for yourself. That is in Revelations 11, 3 through 12. Their bodies will lie in the streets of Jerusalem for three and a half days while the international media broadcasts. You know that one broadcast, why he has all the communication systems all wrapped up? He will be broadcasting this one message, this one event through the whole world. Then what God will do, this God loves to make things a public spectacle. The Lord will raise up the two prophets, the two witnesses, and call them up to heaven, and the whole world will watch. Yes, yes, that's what I just said. Just in amazement, they will watch. Now let's talk about the end of these final seven years. And we are almost done, ladies and gentlemen. At the end of this seven-year period, Two of the most recognizable prophecies in the Bible will take place. The bottle of Armageddon and the second coming of Christ. Quite similar to Charles Dickens' statement in the book of Tale of Two Cities, this was the best of times for some and was the worst of times for others. Surrounding these two prophecies will be quite a number of significant events, all leading to the culmination of, of this age and the beginning of the 1,000-year reign of Christ on the earth. At the very end of the Great Tribulation, the seven vials, the plagues, of the wrath of God will be poured out. You can find that in Revelation 16, 1 through 21. The first vial is poured out on those who have received the mark of the beast during the tribulation period. When the sixth vial is poured out, the great river Euphrates will be dried up in preparation for the kings of the east to make their way down toward Israel for the battle of Armageddon. Once that sixth vial is poured out, ladies and gentlemen, gives us a last minute warning to the inhabitants on earth. So whoever's left, the Bible says, behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his saying. Then in verse 16, the prophecy ominously says, and he gathered them together in a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. Ah, praise be to God. And let's talk about Armageddon for a minute. Armageddon is when these international armies from the United Nations will invade Israel from the north. The battle will be joined in, joined at the plain of Megiddo in the northern Israel. Israel will uh, fight valiantly and they will give their best efforts against the world government armies. However, the Israeli defense forces will fall back. And slowly but surely, before the superior firepower of the world government, they will fall. 
during the Battle of Armageddon, when that seventh vial will be poured out upon the earth, this will result in great hailstones being rained upon those armies that have come down to fight against Israel at Armageddon. The next thing we should look for are the judgments if you're still here. And let me say for those, if you're left behind, if you're still here and you wouldn't I wasn't a believer before all of this happened, it still wouldn't be too late for you as long as you don't take the mark of the beast. These judgments at the second coming of Jesus Christ will appear as a loving, merciful savior to those who have obeyed his word and allowed him to be the Lord of their lives. But those who did not obey his word and receive him as Lord, he will return in a vengeful flaming fire to execute judgment. It is also, I gotta mention this ladies and gentlemen, in the battle of Armageddon, when God will tear down the world governing system of the Antichrist, this is the same socialistic, godless entity that will have implemented the mark of the beast and caused so many to turn from God towards a humanistic solution to solve the problems of the world. It will be the end of human government on earth and the ushering in the kingdom of God. Let me talk about the kingdom of God right now. The kingdom of God at the battle of Armageddon, the Lord will eliminate all human governments here on earth. He will set up his own government, the kingdom of God, which will reign supreme on earth for the next 1,000 years. You can look this up. Revelations 11:15 states, and the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Furthermore, in Daniel 2 and 44 states, and in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. Ladies and gentlemen, we have set a mouthful on this timeline. What are your thoughts? Do you think this has any relevance to the end of times? Do you even believe that these last seven years will ever come, that it will happen this way? What are your thoughts? You can, get, you can answer this question on uh, my This Is The Day Facebook page or uh, on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at RealPastorWade. That's W-A-I-D. And make sure you put hashtag This Is The Day. Remember also to post any subject titles that you would like discussed on This Is The Day Facebook page. Ladies and gentlemen, as we close this series with a final word of encouragement, we just walked a challenging journey of the last days that some fear, some don't want to hear about or talk about, or some that flat out don't believe it. Whatever your belief or thought process is, it's okay. I'm reminded of a scripture in Revelations 21.4, and it says, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no more sorrow, nor crying. There should be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Ladies and gentlemen, whether you believe it now or not, there will come a day where God will say, enough is enough. No more pain, no more struggle, no more death, no more disease. The tears of sorrow 
that have that have some crying will be turned in the tears of joy. I don't know about you, but isn't that worth any struggle we go through knowing that it's only for a season? That God has ultimately something extraordinary for each and every one of us. If we would just believe, let's all remember to help carry each other's burdens through these challenging times. Let's continue to treat our neighbor as we would want to be treated. And finally, be thankful for another day. God grants us the opportunity of another day to get it right. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray you enjoyed our time together as much as I did. Thank you for tuning in to the final episode of Four in Times. How will it look? Tune in every Thursday for a new episode of This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. A special thanks to my man Kevin Clayton at I Am Music Group for producing this show. Erica Duff for the artwork. The Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. Alex Teamer, a.k.a. A-Team for the Baseline. Pastor Warren Campbell, my pastor, and Lena Bird Miles for This Is The Day intro. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at RealPastorWade. Way to spell W-A-I-D. Remember to post any subject titles you would like discussed on This Is The Day Facebook page. Always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time, this is the day, this is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.